What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. You would have something to share with the people about the, the world? See, I told view. you before, like nobody wants to hear this shit. I, I mean, there's the 16 at least people that listen to our podcast, maybe, but there's like 30 people out there. Yeah, there's like 16 there, we people. Have 30, 30 people now. Those two guys in Japan and those sure guys in Denmark. Sure. <laughs> One guy in Australia. Yeah. No, why not? I don't an know. Occasional, an occasional Tinder date tunes in. <laughs> Well, I think it's a good, then that's a great way to get to know you and be like, yeah, I got a YouTube channel. I don't know what you could do on there. Cocktail yeah. recipes, book reviews. Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. You could just do people do stuff where they're, they'll just videotape themselves sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting just for myself. If I could set up a camera, I would like to see myself sleeping. I'd like to see what I do. You can see if any of it's true. I don't have cameras and stuff set up like that i'm not you have a camera right now i'm not setting my laptop up just run it live just in my bedroom that's super creepy and gross that's a slippery slope and plus hackers can like jump in there and like access your camera and and then what and And then and and once you sleep and then they yeah or just turn on what i like i'll turn off my (laughs) computers leave it up and they'll just i don't know Mm -hmm. man so there were some yeah I think you'd be okay. I think I was looking should. into these security cameras. You like put it around your house out, mm-hmm. outside or whatever, just for security purposes. And all the wireless ones, they're all these like Chinese companies. And all of the reviews said that they'd found some other uh, entity had like tapped in and was recording the video of their house. And there's no way for them to stop them. Like the company that you buy them from has access to these cameras 24 seven and there's nothing you can do about it. And granted, like, who gives a shit? It's my porch. You know, if you want to watch my porch from China, like, I guess go ahead. But but there's still, like, they see when you come home, you know? They see when you leave and how often you leave, and they can see the patterns of your life. And I don't know. That's, that's a lot already, of power and information that's pretty dangerous, man. They already do that with the phone that you keep in your pocket. I know, and I hate that, too. Yeah. So I try and I put it on airplane mode every time I – every chance I remember, just like, if I'm going from point A to point B and I don't need it. Mm-hmm. That's why I download the music and stuff that I like to listen to. And so they don't find out you're going to the hardware store for another bag of screws. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't hmm. need them to know how many, how many, you know, quarts of Drano I've purchased or how many screws I own or how many power tools I own or, you know, how many quarts of Drano have you purchased? What's going on with your drains? What are you clogging One, up? Nothing. No, nothing. Like my toilet was actually doing something wonky. Where it wasn't like plugging up, but it was like every other flush, like I'd flush it and then the water would come back like super low. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's that tells me there's a problem. So I'd flush it again and then it would fill up like super high. And so I'd plunge it and it would kind of go down a little bit and then I'd flush it again and it would come back super low. And then I'd flush it again and come back super high. And I don't know, I don't know what's in there. If like a frog got in there or I don't know. So I poured a bunch of Drano in there just to see if it, you know, clears it up. And the frog's good, gone. 
I don't know. I haven't checked mm. back. I'm just letting. I just like to set it, let it sit in there. Anyway, so, you were saying something about something. Well, right? I, I got a couple <laughs> far more couple interesting. Um, so I made that roasted red pepper soup, which came out really awesome. Yeah, curry. I did red pepper, carrot. Uh, put a sweet potato, onion, garlic. Nice. Did you put Ginger. a little uh, leaf of thyme in there? No, I don't have any thyme. I mean, not thyme, not thyme. Uh, bay leaf. No, I should have. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. Coconut milk. And uh, it was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. But I forgot. So you have to shock the red peppers. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, it's not blanching. It's like, like you say, shocking. You, know, you do it with tomatoes or whatever you, with any nightshade. Yeah. Any nightshade, like if you're trying to get the skin off of something like that, where they have that shiny, you know, like tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, they're all in that same family. And you, yeah, you score them, boil them, you, you blanch them in like boiling water and then throw them in the ice bath and the skins shrink up and you can get them off and you haven't cooked the tomatoes at all. Or you can do like what you were doing where you roast the peppers mm. and then put them in the ice bath and the skins will just kind of shrink up and basically fall off. It makes your life really easy. How long did it take you to get those skins off? It, it burned my fingertips. It was like- You could also just, just let them cool. <laughs> no I was way. in a hurry. I wanted it to be, I was hungry. Yeah. So I, I chipped my tooth yesterday. And so all I had today for- anything for food i had a smoothie this morning right that was great a little no, peanut butter before thing. that i mean that was i had like a oh, little that was green, your second smoothie that was my second smoothie and then i had pureed soup for dinner jesus <laughs> i wonder what your bathroom is going to look like you know on an all liquid diet uh, basically it's not going to be pretty i'm just going to yeah. get up early enough before i go to the dentist to get my tooth fixed so that i can you know handle my business but it came out really good and um I forgot to ice shock it, but other than that, it came out really good. I highly suggest blended soup. So fucking easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Roast all the vegetables, throw it in there. Yeah. It's so easy. Broth. Like I, I made that uh, crab bisque a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. gave me some. Oh, that, how was it? Mm -hmm. It was very good. It was it tasty. Good. Mm -hmm. good. I, I always worry about oversalting things. So I feel like a lot of the food that I actually produce is not like, like seasoned enough perhaps because because mm. i'd rather you put a little more salt into it for yourself sure. rather than somebody go oh my god what is wrong with walter like mm -hmm. so I but then people do that too at the restaurant we have this simple green salad and it's literally simple green salad and a um god i'm gonna forget what it is it's a citrus vinaigrette and i had some people say it was too salty and i'm like this is the best fucking salad like it's just greens <laughs> vinaigrette is the perfect amount of lemon and salt and like oil and it's so good and people are just like it's too salty so yeah i mean i guess mm. always under salt your food but I, yeah. I i thought the crab bisque was delicious i didn't change it yeah anymore. so i just took the crab carcass and threw mm. it in the pot my my the Crusade over there. Mm -hmm. And then I have, uh, I have, I always keep bouillon in the house, beef bouillon, chicken, because it well, keeps, course, it doesn't, you know. basically doesn't go bad. Who doesn't? I mean, I, right? I haven't, I mean, it might, I've never pushed that envelope, but uh, the shrimp. So I guess it was kind of a shrimp slash crab, but it gives you that, you know, crustacean sort of flavor. And I threw that bouillon in there and then topped up with the water, boiled it up. And I just chucked in a whole bunch of baby potatoes and vegetables and a bay leaf. And then, yeah, just boil it. And you, you can't overcook it because basically you just have to like get out all the crab pieces, like the shell pieces before you try and puree this thing. And then, yeah, just puree. You can ladle it into a blender or a Cuisinart. I have a blending wand, a really nice blending wand that I acquired at some point. 
and uh, dubious circumstances. We don't have to discuss it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that works really well. Just put that immersion blender, you know, if you have one of those, put it right in there and just puree all the potatoes and everything else in there. Mm-hmm. And then if you need to cook it, if you need to thicken it more, just leave it on the stove on low heat. I mean, the water will go away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soda no. Bread. Mine was great. I I highly suggest it. I'm going to make some more. So it was a roasted beet puree that we're talking about. It was roasted red pepper. There were no beets. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said beet. Roasted uh, roasted pepper. You said you roasted some carrots too? Mm -hmm. Carrots, onions, garlic, and one sweet potato. And you pureed it? The whole thing. And you used token milk, so we'd call it maybe a cream of... It was a curry. I put some curry spice in there. Curry, okay. Now, when you say curry, I feel like people have different ideas of what curry means. Like they say curry and some people say that means hot. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't like spicy food. But curry to me is just like a yellow sort of Indian. The one that I use, the one that I've known is called Madras. And that's, it's like, that's not a brand name. That's just the kind of curry spice it is, is Madras. So that's that yellow stuff that you're thinking of, the powdered Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. That's what I understand to be the general curry. And now is that a spice blend then? Or is that a specific curry? The curry is a plant. It's a Madras plant. They harvest, they dry it. I don't know. Okay. Are you making that up? Are you what? guessing? I don't what? No, I'm asking. Madras, I, I don't know. Madras? I have no I mean, idea. I know the drink, the Madras. I didn't know that. that was no, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, just convenient. But yeah, so I just throw threw that in there until it tasted good. I was kind of easy on the salt. Put a little cayenne, a little paprika, a little yeah. pepper. Cooking is not as hard as people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, you were telling me a story earlier about the... Um, the couple and the pizza toppings like do you have a favorite pizza <laughs> topping? i mean i'm a classic pepperoni guy but what i you know i've, I've found that i've enjoyed some other combinations of things pepperoni uh, with like feta is really nice mm. uh, maybe black olives mm-hmm. um okay if it's the right place it depends on the place and what you can be comfortable with the way they do things mm-hmm. uh, i've enjoyed the occasional sun-dried tomato the occasional there's a place in belltown belltown pizza mm-hmm. they have a a pie that they do with uh, sun-dried tomatoes and, and artichoke hearts. And you mean garlic. there was a place called Belltown Pizza possibly in 2003 that may or may not exist anymore? <laughs> yes, I guess okay. that's what I mean. You think they're gone? You think they're not there anymore? They've been there forever. A lot of places have been expanded. there forever. I don't know. Yeah, the owner there really hates me now, which is unfortunate. What did you do at Belltown Pizza? Well, <laughs> our friend Coda mm-hmm. traded me his Arizona driver's license for a, a, our tobacco brown Armani suit when mm-hmm. I was 17. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I had this fake ID, how it bounced around Seattle and, and to make it more believable, because it's clearly not me. If you ever <laughs> meet Coda, like he, we Doesn't do not have anything. never looked anything like each other. And so I get carded and this guy's behind the bar. And I was staying with my uncle at the time. He lives, uh, he lived above uh, the Belltown pizza at the time. And those condos right there. Mm-hmm. And so I hung out there a lot. And uh, so I go in and the guy's like, yeah, do you have ID? And I'm like, Oh yeah, here. And uh, he's like looking at it. I was like, yeah, it's uh, my name's Nathan uh, Scott. Uh, I'm trying to get everyone to call me Scott, but no one will call me Scott. I can't seem to go by my middle name in this town. I just moved here. It's like, oh, I'll call you Scott. And he hands me back my ID. Probably didn't really even look at it. I, you know, give him the old, uh, the old razzle dazzle there. You gave him a little bit of that charm, <laughs> that, that fucking glamour. And so he hands it you back glamoured him. And he calls me Scott from now on, right? <clears throat> so now this is one of my safe spots, right? I can I don't get carded there anymore. He introduces me to his other staff. I'm like, oh yeah, me and CJ. Yeah. And he's like, oh Scott, how you doing? I'm like, hey, buddy. And then on my 21st birthday, of course, my friends took me out 
and we go to Belltown Pizza. And Why would you go there on your 21st birthday? I was already drunk. And I was, I think one of the women that was hanging out with Monique uh, lived across the street in, this, uh, mm-hmm. in the brick apartments across the way there. And so we were sticking to Belltown and they loved that place. Everybody loved that place. And so they're like, we're going to go here. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And I thought maybe somebody would think it was funny, but he's just like, he sees me over there having drinks. He comes over. He's like, so it's Walter then, I guess. And I was like, hi. And he's like, get the fuck out of here and don't come back. I was like, ah. a couple of years later, he opened up another place, uh, a taco place on over on first Hill. And he seemed a little bit cooler. Like he, he started serving me again. So I, I can't say I didn't completely burn that bridge, but he definitely didn't like me for a good portion there. Anyway, what was the point? Why did I so Belltown Pizza still does exist. Oh, it does? You looked it up? Yeah. Cocktails nice. and pizza by the slice until 2 Well, they're around. amazing. And they have little games on the tables, too, like little mm-hmm. tic-tac-toe, like like uh, travel games you might find. Mm-hmm. Snakes and I ladders. was asking you about your favorite pizza toppings and, oh, and right. the importance of, of, of knowing somebody that you get into a relationship with in them. Well, I mean, I think just organically it will come up, right? Like you've, you so. date somebody long enough. You, if, you know, if you're dating someone for a few months, certain types of sandwiches are going to come up. Certain types of pizzas are going to come up. Certain ways of dancing are going to come up, you know, like certain styles of music are going to come up. They're just going to come up. You know, you're going to be listening to music and you're like, oh, I hate, you know, rap. I hate country. It's like, okay. And this couple <laughs> sitting at the, at the Fairmont with bartending and this young couple, they're like, oh, it's our, it's our honeymoon. We just uh, got married. I'm like, oh, congratulations. And they're quite a young girl, probably late 20, mid, mid, late twenties, maybe. And at some point I just, I was eavesdropping, I guess a little bit, just polishing my glassware and they started talking about pizza. And I think he said, Oh, what kind of pizza do you like? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like you can't marry somebody and not know what kind of pizza they like Like at all. You can't. Right. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a honeymoon question or conversation. (laughs) That's, that's like date 17, you know, like, I don't know. It would just blew me away that these people had just married one another like forever. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. ostensibly what we're agreeing to, even if somewhere in the back of your head, you know, maybe it's not going to be forever, but romantically believe that you're going to be that 40% or 30%. What's the percentage on survival marriage? Survival? Low. Um, 11. I've always heard 50, but you know, 50, that seems really high. I don't know. Well. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was... Do you that. think, like, is there a deal-breaker food, do you think? that is it something that somebody ate that you would be like, I don't know that I can be with this person. I don't think that they can come home and eat kimchi every day or... Yeah, if you have to or, experience it, if they're doing it on their own time, I guess it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. Except, I mean, well, like, live spiders or <laughs> human babies. <laughs> I mean, there's like... Fair there's enough. Some really, really atrociously terrifying things that people can eat mm-hmm. and if it's like a habit like i mean, have this friend uh she was dating this guy who's i guess he was in the marines for a while when they're on guard duty for long periods of time to eat weird things that they find a because it's funny to them i guess because they're mm-hmm. marines and they're completely batshit crazy or they just you know need protein nutrition and they're out in the middle of the desert and he would just like see a spider on the counter and like grab it and put it in his mouth and eat it and it was just a really weird. That was just his habit. Tick. It was well. It was something. He, it was kind of like you know when I eat, put fire in my mouth. Like it's just it's a parlor trick. I mean it's it's something he knows he's going to get a reaction doing. You know. But it's just him and his wife. It's not like he's at a 
or was this a party? I was saw him do it. No, oh, okay. I, I, like people. Yeah, no, Got like it. yeah, at parties they were hanging out at their house, and he would just see a spider and be like, "Yeah, watch this," and they just grab it and put it in his mouth, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Like, oh my god, <laughs> and that was just the reaction he loved. It was like he giggled, yeah. and it was pretty entertaining. But okay. Yeah, but I you think, don't think there's any food? There's no stinky French cheese that if somebody was like, I have to eat this cheese. And again, we would have that conversation like I, you know, long before Sam. the marriage vows were said. Yeah, she, I mean, and I, and I got over it, but like she really liked uh, uh, this girl I was seeing. Uh, she moved in here for a while and she liked Miracle Whip, which is <laughs> like it's really awful stuff. And I, you know. Because, you know, I, I am the way that I am. I was grocery shopping and I, I picked up a jar of Miracle Whip. So we'd have it in the fridge for her because she'd eaten all of her Miracle Whip. And I found it completely disgusting. But it doesn't smell, like it doesn't permeate, you know, like she can just enjoy that in private. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if I was seeing somebody and they really love that, that uber stinky fromage, that's just like you open it up and it's just, the whole house reeks of this shit for, you know, days on end. I don't think I could tolerate that. No, I couldn't live in that environment and just pretend like it didn't exist. I mean, like that's, yeah. yeah if you're enjoying something like kimchi or uh, smoked oysters or something that's really going to invade the uh, environment, I think that you should have some do that alone scruples about it and understanding <laughs> that not everyone is really wants to experience your food on the visceral level well yeah we were out in the do. car and you wouldn't let me eat open that smoked oysters in your car and you no fuck no not in my car <laughs> what if you had spilled that it would I never it that would never go away oil. Oh. no dude no you are and not i didn't realize that i like tinned fish it's terrifying why <laughs> I got this mackerel. Like tinned fish. I I don't know. I like tinned fish. I like the one, like I wish I could find the old school one where it was like the key and then you twist. I they definitely make that somewhere, like the little sardine thing. But the no, it's mostly just a anchovies. Yeah, right. Anchovies or sardines. What are we talking about? Kippers, kippered snacks. They make kippers. Yeah. So I got this mackerel, and it was really well. First, I got this. It was like this tuna with some beans like this four bean medley in this oil and it was so good and then so i ventured was out it, and i got was it, was it really good i ate it right out of the can i thought you know it looked like cat food but it what was do you really like good. about it it's salty and savory and fishy Ugh. and then i got this mackerel that was really good and i was like oh i don't think i've never been so into tinned fish i don't really care for the sardines you were a raccoon so in your much. previous life possibly <clears throat> um Maybe I think I'm just getting like, older. I think I think in a couple of years you'll be there. You'll be eating tin fish too. Mm, nope. <laughs> you don't you don't like any of that potted meat, tin fish? I really don't. Ham? I've tried it and I cannot. I mean, hot dogs are about as close as I can get, and they have to be hot when I eat them. Like I cannot eat a cold hot dog. But you have a, but you don't heat up a bologna sandwich. No, I don't. But there's I think there's enough mayonnaise and or mustard in there to. <laughs> do you think it has something to do with the way that it's spread out, rather than? I actually quite hate hated both mustard and bologna for mm-hmm. most of my childhood until the movie My Boyfriend's Back came out in like the 80s. Oh, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but his mom is like, oh, I made your favorite sandwich just the way you like, bologna and mustard with the crust cut off. And I was like, I got to try this. And so I made one and cut the crust off and I cut it on the diagonal and it looked like the little sandwiches from... 2001 space odyssey mm-hmm. you've seen this movie when they go to the moon and the guy's like oh let's have a little lunch and he pulls out these like futuristic space sandwiches you know 
and they're just like bread with he's like i got turkey and i got this and they all look exactly the same but they're like the crust cut off they just looked like weird little space sandwiches and this weird little bologna thing looked like a little space sandwich and i like stuff like that you know like tang and you know space ice cream astronaut ice cream mm-hmm. it's good stuff i like i mean tang's good i i appreciate your i don't want water but i want a little bit of flavor but i don't want juice you can kind yeah. of regulate and you yeah you can put like just a the smallest amount in there and so it's just not quite just water i mean i drink a lot of water but i mean i think you you do too but and I'm, sometimes you want a little something in there mm-hmm. i'm trying to think back in through all my relationships if there was any like really bad foods that i don't think anybody ever brought anything into the house that was abhorrent i mean lucky you yeah i don't think so nobody had any weird sort of either like cultural things or childhood things did you ever have any i mean well can we 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 already touched on one that it touched on a nerve of somebody else i don't know if we've we've you well we don't need to our friend terrell you know, mm-hmm. we've already discussed that. Well, then let's, we don't, we can, we she's can an excellent along. cook. She's, she's, she's good at what she does. And she's, we can move, we can move on. We don't need to throw anybody under any buses or disparage. Love, I'm we not, love you, Terrell. I don't want to disparage anyone in the slightest. Say we love so, you, Terrell. We love you, Terrell. It's there true. you go. <laughs> it's true. Um, so I do something we haven't actually discussed and I was hoping that you could give me a little history on the Fiero, because we, <laughs> yeah. we have yet to discuss the Fiero on this we program. We okay. haven't. Oh, Winky, yeah. What do we want to so, just the horrible things? Well, that we've where done did you where did you go? Well, where did you car? get the Fiero? It was a 1980 bribe. It was in 78 or 78. No, no, 84. It's an 84 Fiero. And it was a bribe because I wanted a motorcycle and I was purchasing, I was in the middle of purchasing a motorcycle from our friend, Matt. And I had in fact, given him the monies for it. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get this motorcycle. It needs a battery. It needs some work. It was like an old uh, shadow. I think it was, it was like kind of low to the ground. It was a smaller mm-hmm. bike. It was something I, I could kind of handle. And my mother's like, ah, no, you will not <laughs> be driving that thing. And so she went out, talked to some friends of friends and purchased this thing uh, from, I think, at the time, her husband's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And she came home, I guess she paid $700 for this 84 Fiero. And she's like, okay, take the Fiero, sell the bike, keep the money, but do not ride that motorcycle and you can have this car. And I'm like... <laughs> Well, all right. So uh, Matt gave me half my money back and he still to this day owes me $500, but I got the Fiero. And then a few months later, um, my uncle called me up to Lopez and was like, Hey, I need, uh, I need you. We're going to open this business. I want to teach you how to open the business. So I, I drove the Fiero. It took, uh, what was it? Four or five tanks of gas to get from Eugene to Seattle, well, to, to Lopez Island. And somewhere along the trip up there, one of the the automatic, because the little you know hood mm-hmm. lights flip up, and one of them died, and so I had to take this uh, old recipe box and rip off the top and jam it in under this. So it was always up, better than it always being down <laughs> and only having right. one. So the both lights worked, but yeah, you guys always called it Winky. And then mm-hmm. after my my contract was up with him, and then I moved back to Seattle and in with you and Danny, and we would joyride around this. 
piece of shit because it was so oh, low to the ground and God, all the yes. weeds, like the half the engines in the back, half the engines in the front is super light and made out of like balsa wood and plastic. If you know <laughs> yeah, from the, this car, it was, it's we could pick small. it up. It was so mm-hmm. small and light and really low to the ground. All of the, <clears> the weight was equally distributed on all four wheels and was super low and wide. So it would never flip over. But if you go 35 miles an hour around a corner, like a right angle, it would spin out. And so, and it didn't have anywhere to put uh, coffee cups or any, like it had no drink holders, but the flat mm-hmm. console, which I think uh, was over the gas tank. Um, and right you just there. put your coffee there and be like, oh, that's, that's relatively secure. And then you start driving and like, oh, I'll, I'll hold on to what I won't. But they would just, cause it was a slick flat thing of plastic and your coffee would just launch mm-hmm. itself right over onto the floor. So it always smelled like rotten milk in there because you spilled the latte in there or whatever. Constantly <laughs> just, I'm, you know, I'd sop it up and I'd spray bleach. I'd try <clears> and clean it, but it just always reeked of sour milk. And then of course the stupid things that we oh. would do, my mother's about to curl her hair right now. <laughs> do donuts in the middle of Nickerson street, right and at night. that. The, at night and a blind like one end of nickerson is just it just dips down you can't see and then the other end of nickerson it curves and we are right there in that sweet spot just spinning around at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. like <clears throat> to die or something i don't know what i don't know it was but do you have a radio was... did you have a did you have a sound system in there i don't I remember don't think so no I don't remember no. there being any sort of like music playing or anything, just no. doing donuts just start, on the street. Just screaming. <laughs> just screaming. Just the screaming. But I do remember how low it was to the ground. And it was yeah, fun. You just lay down in there. You just lay your body in there. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Got you to Seattle. Fun. Got you to Lopez. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then down to Seattle. And then, yeah, when I got started the job at, uh, at Henderson Kelly with the architectural drafting, mm-hmm. I was driving up there and Oh no, that's right. I had to, I was going to go from there up to uh, back up to Lopez to visit my uncle again. And the thermostat died on it. So it just like, it didn't know how hot it was. So, and it wasn't overheating. It would just shut off. Mm-hmm. The car would just die. And so I pushed it down um, or maybe it would overheat because the thermostat didn't know, I don't know, whatever. It would just, it would just overheat and die and shut itself off. And I pushed it down the hill right there in the, what area is that? Allentown, they call it now. And then uh, Paul Allen bought that whole neighborhood and built, it was before any of that. Like there was no Amazon at this time. If you can, mm-hmm. I think Amazon was a bookstore. You could order right. books online. Online bookstore. It. Yeah. And um, should have bought that stock. And then, um, yeah. So then somebody slashed one of my tires because I left it parked there and it was like right by my house, but I'm like, motherfucker. And uh, so I paid this homeless guy five bucks to help me push it down the block. Uh, and somebody slashed another tire and i was like what like what the fuck is going on somebody's just you know kids or somebody's just slashing tires and uh a couple days later the city glued one of those yellow things to the windshield saying Mm. we are going to take this piece of crap away and we're going to be sending you a bill for that and i was like okay well i gotta do something about this before i get a a bill for god knows how much for i don't even think this car is worth whatever they're gonna throw at me so I called one of those 800 numbers in the back of the phone book. Phone books used to be these kids. They used to be these really thick things. They would just deliver to your house for no reason every year. And there was phone lots numbers. of phone numbers in there. And so I called one of these 800 numbers and it was just like, we'll come get your car and give you what it's worth or pull it away for you. And I'm like, I called them up. I was like, come get this thing. If you want to give me 50 bucks. And they're like, no, no, we're going to take it. So they came and they took it. And that was the end of him. 
That was wow. the Fiero. There's but just, I didn't I have to pay anything for them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the same thing. Like, I didn't, there just was no money to repair cars. I don't remember mm-hmm. ever having enough money to, yeah. Oh, the door falls off. The door falls off. Basically. <laughs> if he dies, uh, he dies. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I had that dart. Dodge Dart that had the, yeah. the, it was all dented up. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, and I couldn't get that car to start. And then I base, I just gave it to somebody who knew how to fix it. And I was like, yeah, man, like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what it is. You can just have it, get it out yeah. here. My mother, as my mom would say, she, she would say, you have to get that sculpture out of the driveway. <laughs> I can't live here anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I know you, you have to go soon, even though we're recording this in two different places, but um, I do. I have, um, well, I have to go to your house. I have to leave but, here and yes, come, over to there. come over here. <laughs> so you were talking about spilling coffee and I wanted to ask you about your coffee order this afternoon. Okay. Because it seemed a little, well, the woman, as you were giving it, she was being very concise because I felt like she didn't want to be, she, she didn't want out for my well-being. Like I think that, or she just didn't want to confuse what exactly what you wanted because you said, I'll have a four, a, a iced quad, quad breve. breve. Yeah. No, I know what I, that is. I don't feel like that's, I feel like anybody who deals with coffee knows what that is. Breve means half and half. Iced mm-hmm. means put the fucker on ice and quad is Italian four for shots. four, right? But she said, so you want, I don't know how she, she was, she seemed hesitant to just pour half and half over it. <laughs> yeah. Was her, was her, she's thing. like, so she you got, want a latte? A latte? But with half and half? Or she said, but you, so you want a latte? You want a latte? Like, sure yes. Like, she says, over ice. I'm like, yes. I'm like, you don't have to steam the milk. I mean, latte is just the ratio of cream to, right. I mean, it doesn't matter what state the cream is in when it hits the coffee. It's just mm-hmm. a ratio thing, right? This right. much is cappuccino, this much is latte, this much is macchiato. But a, a situation with an iced coffee, I would just top it off with milk no matter what it was. It wouldn't matter to me. Right. You fill the cup with ice, you throw the shots in there, it melts the ice a little bit, and you top it up with whatever kind of cream they've requested. Right. And just, I think a quad is is a lot. And... I was tired. I was yawning and stuff. We were driving around and going to Asian food markets and stuff. And it was yes. exhausting. Did you did you find what you were looking for there? Because I did. We, I got my I got my gyoza sauce. I haven't tried it yet. I don't know how it's going to stand up to the uh, tried and true Panda Express gyoza sauce. <laughs> so we went to Panda Express today. We went to Jamba Juice first because my tooth is chipped and I can't chew on anything. So I needed some protein. So I got a banana whatever peanut, peanut butter, butter or something and, other peanut butter and banana protein shakes walter got the mini three pack of gyoza at the Panda express which i didn't know you could just wander in and get three gyoza and walk out i mean i guess that's why they call it express right yeah i i mean i had to wait in line like everyone else but at the end of the day it was a buck 95 for three gyoza but and then i just you, i was i most i just wanted the sauce right you love the sauce and what is it about the sauce it's i don't know it's i mean it's it's tangy it's salty it's just it's great it's, it's the like best a little gyoza garlic. Sauce. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, it's just it, the my favorite Chinese place in Sonoma is, of course, the the Golden Springs. Is that what it's called mm-hmm. over there? Maybe. Oh my god, their food is amazing. But it's a Chinese food restaurant, and so they have the pot sticker on their menu. But I'm pretty sure it's called gyoza, and it's a Japanese dish, right? Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that, but they don't make gyoza sauce. They always just ask me if I want soy sauce. I'm like, you have gyoza sauce. She, whenever I order the gyoza. She says, what? And she just looks at me. I'm like, oh, I mean, pot stickers. She's like, oh, yeah, pot sticker. Mm-hmm. So 
that's I think it's just something they put on their menu to satisfy everyone's request for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. And they're great. They're really I mean they're they're pork, they're very rich and delightful, but they need that sauce. They need that gyoza sauce, man. Yeah. So we went to Safeway to look for this gyoza sauce and they had any everything number of else. things, everything else. So I said, let's go to a real Asian market. Let's go find a real Asian grocery store. There's got to be one around here. We found one. It was called Asian Food Market. Perfectly named. Um, and I I love that kind of shit. I love digging around in there. And I think you just- I know. Wanted- you were in there for like an hour. I found <laughs> it was my not thing. an hour. It felt like <clears throat> But I got some fish sauce, which is really nice. I love putting fish sauce on a lot of different stuff. You can kind of just put a little touch in there and it really- I put it in eggs and, and all kinds of stuff, but um, but you found your gyoza sauce. Yes, and you got your fish fix. Uh huh. I, I got some man. bean, some fermented bean curd. Ugh. <laughs> and some it sounds terrible. Well, Ooh, it's just some it's rotten just, beans and some rotten cabbage. It's, it's great. just um, it's please just, tell me they buried it under the ground for. It's a, just for tofu a... and chili oil. That's all it is. It's soybean. So, but um, I talked to the guy behind the counter and i'm going to ruin his name i'm not going to be able to get it right but i i think he said his name was queen and he said the fresh noodles are there on tuesdays and fridays so i think i'm going to go back up tomorrow and get some fresh chow fun noodle which is like the nice wide noodle i bought the vermicelli which i think is why is it called vermicelli is that that's that's that italian is that french Probably. I mean, I would imagine French just because they had a lot of uh, occupied territory over there. Right. So I got that because I just thought it'd be cool. Once I get my tooth fixed, then I'm going to sound Italian, though, doesn't it? Right. So maybe the Italians had some. I don't know. State over there. I don't know. I don't know. So I got that. And then I got this box of random like pho or pho, you know, pho spices. And I wasn't sure what was in the box, but I was like, I'm just going to get it anyway. Oh, the mystery box. That's fun. <laughs> Isn't it, though? You don't you don't like a good mystery adventure in food and eating? I'll order it from a restaurant where a professional has <laughs> put his hand won't. to it, you know, and his knowledge mm-hmm. skill set, mm-hmm. and then decide for myself if that's something that I'm, you know, like banh mi. I'm not going to try and make a banh mi sandwich by myself or in a vacuum from a book. I'm going to go to a place that people have said, oh, this place has the best banh mi in, in Seattle, and you know, can deconstruct mm-hmm. from there, but you got to know what makes a good one before you try and make a good one. Right? You wouldn't just make one from a recipe. Here's no. how you make a bon me. No. How would you think to make a bon me? It's just, it's a, it's a, what it's a dumpling, a bun. It's a, no, well, it's a French bread sandwich. Again, it's, it's a Vietnamese okay. influence influenced by the French occupation. So they serve it on a baguette mm-hmm. and it's uh, pickled vegetables and spiced meats on a, on a, it's oh, a very God, simple street sandwich. Okay. They're usually like two bucks. Oh, that. I was thinking of a humbao, not bomb me. Oh, humbao, two different yeah. things. Yes. Yes. So I got this pack home and I was making this. I didn't know if it was going to be a curry soup or not. I was just kind of like put a little here, put a little here, spice it up, whatever. We'll figure it out. That's kind of how I cook with the spices. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, I've got a little tahini. I don't know if you're familiar with tahini. I love, yeah. We can't make hummus without it. So yeah. I kind of, no, not tahini. Okay. Tahini. Oh, this is. Uh... It's the a Mexican salt, spice, Mexican salt, salt, salt yeah. that, that they sometimes put on fruit. Yes. So just whatever, Mango. I kind of, mm-hmm. I'll mix and match and see what happens. And sometimes it comes out good. And sometimes I don't like tahini. Yeah, it works good on popcorn. Does hence it? The, hence the chip tooth. Um, do you butter that too? So the tahini sticks to it or is it I just do, straight to Yeah, I just do like a little avocado oil or, or whatever, olive oil, whatever I have. 
but yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, yeah. So I open up this box of pho spice, and it's four little, what look like tea bags, that are extraordinarily pungent. Mm -hmm. And You'd call I, that that would also be French influence. I I would say a sachet de spice. Excuse me. We what? The, the sachet de spice. It's a, yes. it's a sack of spice. So that's what it is, and. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, before I think, I was like, maybe I should rip it open and put a little bit in my thing. And nope. <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. So, uh, so I was like, what, let me that's what you did, isn't it? No, it is not. Yeah, I said, let me get my glasses. The print is the font, the print is very small. I really need to know. My Korean is terrible. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so I found the English. I'm reading the English, and it says to use this. Like there's all these different. There's a lot of steps like they're not fucking around with this. It's talking about cooking certain things in the pan and then scraping the pan. Like mm -hmm. there was this whole list of things right? I get maybe deglazing it. Maybe that's a different way of deglazing it. I don't know. But it said this this one pouch was good for four liters of soup. Jesus Christ. And it's got a lot of star anise and like those kind of like really strong spices. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I don't think I'm ever going to make four liters of Vietnamese soup, um, but well, you could, I mean, so I don't think I'm you could make it. one liter and just use and just use it as like Dip a, it for a, a little. Well, no, like, well, just no, but just boil it, boil the hell out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But just make one liter and then break it into smaller containers and freeze it and just use like small amounts of it as like a concentrate. Oh, in other okay. dilutions, like, got it. That's what I would do. Just reverse engineer the math. Got it. So. It's not, it was not what I expected. I thought it was something I could kind of just like shake on, but they had all these other awesome things over there. I know you're not, you're not a, a, a fan of weird pickled things. No, I mean, I like a lot of stuff and I've experimented. I've, I've, you know, I've sown my oats, Johnny. I've, I've, uh -huh. I've, I've, I've played with things and I, I kind of figured out what I like, you know, like the, the bay leaf in my soups, you know, you know? like I kind of figured out why, why they do that. And, um, I don't know everything for God's sake. No, that's no. not even close to what I'm saying. But yeah, I have also figured out my, about myself that I don't like pickled herring or weird Chinese pickled fish, you know, in a jar, in a jar that I can't read that the only English on it is like pickled fish thing, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, tripe, you know, you learn to pick out some of these words that 